Today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast, we are discussing Season 2, Episodes 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, and 7 of The Runaways. All that right after this. Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast. My name is Matthew Carroll. And I'm Jeff Randall. Howdy, Jeff. Hey, buddy. You still feeling bad? You know... This stuff doesn't just go away on its own. Yeah. Some, oh wait, it does. It just some, takes a while. Sometimes it does. Sometimes it doesn't. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm not. I woke up this morning with a, some sort of cold too. So not good. Oh, it's not good. Yeah, we're we're both in rough shape. But tis the season. For so what I hear. Yeah. So if we sound a little funny, we that's that's why. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's it's not uh, Matt doing funny things in post this time. It's actually yeah. us. <laughs> Maybe um, you can make it sound like chipmunks and it'll it'll all go away. Yeah, no one will be able to tell. It'll just sound yeah. like chipmunks. Sounds like a good plan. So, man, <laughs> let's talk Runaways. Spoiler alert, we're, we're talking episodes one through seven. Um, so, spoiler alert for everything up to episode seven uh, of Runaways season two. Um, what did you think of ep- the first half of the season? I think that it feels much more like a uh, like a Netflix series. You know, with it being dropped all at once, they they knew what they were doing with that format, and they decided to just go all in with the whole not very episodic nature of it anymore. And they were just they went all in for it. And I honestly, I feel like they did a pretty good job with it. I like what I'm I'm like what I'm seeing so far. Um, there's a couple of things where I'm just like, mm, I don't know that they would do that. It's a little weird that you know they're having a fight over there out of nowhere but you know whatever they're teenagers it it's kind of the thing that happens with teenagers <laughs> random yeah. fights for no reason well and i mean some definitely some of the it's definitely like uh, a teen show and there's like yeah. teen drama going on with the relationships and the friendships and the hurt feelings but um the way this episode seven ended was like some serious drama, like serious, uh, and, and not, you know, not to jump to the very end, but Nico killing Jonah. Yeah. Right in front of everybody, right in front of everybody. It's just, it was really dark and like all those flashes of her remembering her sister dead. Like it was a really dark and like, you totally understood why Nico would do it. Oh yeah. But it was, it was definitely like, a bad motivation to some degree. I don't know. I mean, like it, it wasn't like she like, like, like it was like Carolina said. She had a choice. It was the Jonah was did not have them, um, you know, over a barrel or whatever. Um, so it, it just seemed like it was going to be, uh, you know, the, 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 she could have made them sleep. Of course, I guess you could say that. Um, you know, you don't know what Jonah would have done afterwards. He had he had even said in a previous episode, if you. Uh, if you stop me from taking off in my ship, I will kill the children. Yeah. Um, of and course, he said, you know, I won't hesitate. Of course, Nico didn't know that. So that makes it a lot less morally. Okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is really not okay. Nico did a bad thing. I think. Did do you think so? Yeah. I mean, the sleep spell in my mind probably wouldn't have worked on Jonah Maybe. because he's an alien and, physique and all that is his dna yeah everything is very different who knows if he even sleeps right like we know that he goes into a healing pod but 
Yeah, um, we don't know. We don't know. We don't know if it would have worked. It's just the problem is Carolina was convinced that Jonah wasn't so bad, which we know that he was. We know that he had some. Uh, he had done. He'd obviously done some horrible things, but it does seem like maybe his motivation was to save his family. Um, or to stay alive long enough to save his family. So there's like, it's, it's more, it's a little morally ambiguous what Jonah was doing. Um, obviously killing a bunch of runaways was not okay. Um, and, and, and the, the, the real thing is that Jonah just had a superiority complex where he believed his people were more important than humans. Yeah. That's obviously not true, or at least not ethically sound. Yeah. Well, he was completely okay with, you know, earthquakes tearing California apart and, you know, dumping it into the ocean. Like, he was just completely okay with that. Right. So, I feel like putting a stop to a man that is okay with shit like that is probably the best move, however you have to do it. Yeah, well, the problem is he'd already been... The the reason it's morally sort of gray, gray slash bad on Nico's part, like... He had already been stopped. Like the ship well, had been destroyed. Um, the ship had been stopped. Like him, Jonah being, had not been stopped. Yeah, him. He himself was still there and could have still done a whole lot of bad with all of the power that he still had. Yeah. No, I'm. I'm, <coughs> I'm with you. What do you think of Jonah as he lie dying, saying, "Now we'll have to take the whole thing." Yeah. Now we have to take the whole thing. What does that mean? I, I think it means whatever they came to Earth for, like this is whatever those aliens came to Earth for. It, we just don't know what that is. It was going to be on a smaller scale, but now that they have been stopped, that those aliens are going to come back for the whole Earth. That's why. That's what I what I thought. I don't know. Um, the The real question that I have is: Is it? Like we know, you know, having watched both sides of the uh, of the 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 fence here, like being the viewer, we got to see Jonah lying, Jonah being a jackass, Jonah, you know, plotting, Jonah just being bad. Sure, Carolina didn't, Nico didn't. They don't get to see that, so they don't have the knowledge that we do. Is yeah. what Nico did bad because she didn't have the knowledge or is it okay well she does because know that she killed we her do sister. know well she we know that she knows that that he's bad and she knows that Jonah killed her sister but like that's a that's on a personal level so that's not really the best motivation but like having the motivation of like saving the planet or at least California like that should make it okay but she didn't have that knowledge. Yeah, or that so, motivation anymore because the California thing had already been stopped. Like, uh, the ship yeah. had been destroyed. So the, the we weren't worried about the earthquake anymore. It was purely to kill Jonah because he killed her sister. Like, I, I think that's very clear. So it was revenge. I mean, this, uh, Nico. So her motivation was bad, but the action was good because the action has good results. Uh, maybe. I mean, okay. that, that's, that's assuming that there's no redeeming Jonah. And that there's no, you know, and and this is what Carolina would say, you know, like, well, maybe his only motivation was to get off the planet and save his family. And yeah, he just wanted to go home. He just wanted to go home, and it was, and, and and all the bad he had done was water under the bridge, and he was just about to leave. And as far as Carolina knows, like, 
you basically just killed her whole biological family on her father's side uh, because for revenge when all the damage that he was going to do had already been done. Uh, it's cool. He completely destroyed and absorbed 20 you know, innocent people, runaways, over the course of 20 years or however long, and uh, had tried to kill um, Alex's dad in pretty much the same way. Mm-hmm. But it's fine. He was just trying to go home. Right. And I'm, I'm obviously not saying Jonah's a good guy here. Uh, I'm just saying that, like, Nico did not necessarily need to kill him in that moment. Uh, it definitely didn't need to kill him. Like, there's, there, there was... Uh, she didn't have any knowledge of anything going forward that he was about to do. Like, she was not stopping. She killed him for revenge. Yeah. Her motivation was revenge, but I'm thinking that the the end result is good because of all of the bad that he had done and was probably going to do and probably honestly still will do because what that his light left him and went into the sky so oh. it looks like he's rejoining a collective interesting is my thought interesting yeah that that's possible that his that his, this his human form is gone but he will be back and how and possibly to take the whole thing whatever that means yeah whatever that is yeah um and, and it was it was odd though it seemed like the ship pretty much got out of the earth um it's like it's so ambiguous it was, it was crowning yeah well it, yeah it seemed like it had come out and or it was, yeah, maybe it was just crowning. Maybe there was so much more to it that it would have destroyed California. I don't. I don't know. It seems weird that that would have destroyed California. Like I think was Jonah. It leaves it ambiguous. Was Jonah right? Was it would have not have destroyed California? Or was, well, he did say that he had lied about that. He said he lied about earthquakes. Uh, he said there'll be no earthquakes, and then he's like, "Yeah, I lied about that." Uh, but he didn't say yes. It'll destroy California. Like it's still a little ambiguous. Hmm. Well, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't the, know the whole anti-gravity thing doesn't yeah, really true. make sense as far as like causing earthquakes, but you know, maybe you know, maybe disrupting gravitational fields does that to sure. the Earth's crust. Like, I'm not a scientist, so I, I can't say I'm for not certain. Either. And this is fictional science, so yeah, <laughs> not only. Fictional alien science, like even the characters in the in the show that are our scientists don't understand it. So like we're not <laughs> yeah. gonna, we're not going to sit here and argue the merits of an anti gravity engine destroying California. We don't know, and that's the point. They left it ambiguous. Like even the characters don't know, which I think like is kind of the genius thing about this is like we can sit here and have this debate over what we think it would have happened and what we with the 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 result of Nico killing Jonah like what are those results and we can sit here and have that debate but so can the characters in the show yeah it's going to make it interesting and make it uh compelling television i think to to go forward and see um <laughs> in in true Alyssa fashion um those of you who have followed the cast know Alyssa's my girlfriend who has been on the cast many times uh, she's already finished the show <laughs> <laughs> okay. I was I was already on episode seven, and uh, and so I'd stopped watching it because I was waiting for you to catch up so we could cast, and I, and then she started watching it like two days ago, and I was like, cool, you might catch up when we finish it together, and then last night she's like, I kind of blew past you, and I was like, oh really? And she's like, yeah, I finished it. 
<laughs> but she said it's great, so I'm excited. Yeah, I mean, so far, like, after watching the first seven episodes, like, episode one was a little bit slow, but they, uh, and you know, episode two kind of dragged a little bit, and then they started to actually pick up and, and really get going. Um, and at this point, have a great story that I'm really interested in. Yeah, same here. And, and, and they, and you know, as expected, they did a good season, mid-season finale sort of situation. So episode seven was definitely like a, uh, a, a season, mid-season capper or whatever. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the way that, like, it feels kind of final. Like, we, you know, we took care of the ship. We took care of Jonah as far as they think. Yeah. We took care of the ship, we took care of Jonah, and now we have to deal with the repercussions of those decisions. But those decisions happened at the end of the last episode, so we can deal with those in future episodes. (laughs) Like, that can be the the arc. Chase's parents now have the book. Oh, yeah, the the abstract. Yeah, the abstract, and can read it. So they should be able to figure out the truth of some of this stuff. Like, what actually would have happened with the ship, how the anti-gravity engine worked, um, all that stuff. So that, that's, that's cool. And, you know, it, wh- who knows what they can do as super villains with the abstract. Oh, God. So there's a lot of bad stuff to come, I feel. Yeah, yeah. They, uh, <laughs> it's funny. Um, Jonah was like, no, you guys can do the thing that Pride was supposed to do. Like, you can, you know, solve world hunger and have, you know, all these things. Like, you can bring peace to the world and have all of this technology. And my whole thought was just like, no, no, they're not going to do that. <laughs> they're, no. they're not going to do that. They have definitely not done that so far. So I have a feeling that's not going to be their full going forward motivation. <laughs> You know, one of the uh, one of the funnier lines though that I just thought of because uh, you know it's it's alien technology, it's super advanced. Um, the, the thing that uh, that I thought of is uh, Chase's dad, Spike. You know, in his uh, in his algorithm, his healing algorithm, his mind prison was just like, why would I want to destroy something that I just discovered even exists? Yeah, I love that. (laughs) I was like, ooh, yeah, there you go. Mad scientist at work. I really love how all of the, all of the adult characters, they're bad. They're clearly bad. They've clearly done bad things. They clearly do not have lost their moral compass. They're ethically dubious, but. Yeah, their North Star is way gone. Yeah, but they're all pretty consistent. And they all have, they all have complex desires. They're, none of them are mustache twirlers. No. Um, you know, the, the, uh, the wilders, they want to like, uh, be respected in the community and like get, uh, get away from their, their upbringing to some degree. Um, the, the, the uh, the, Gert's parents, I, I don't even know really uh, they don't really have a big like. They, they just seem to want to discover things. Like they seem just genuinely curious. Yeah, and, and they're, they're the curious scientists. Yeah, and then Chase's parents. They they are like they're they're a little more mad scientisty. They want to. They want like the power that comes from science. Um, and then you've got the same sort of power dynamic with uh, Nico's parents, and they want like. 
they want to keep their I think I feel like their motivation more than anything is not to lose Nico because they know what it's like to lose a child. Yeah. And so they've they've continued to try to strive to not lose Nico. Um it, it's just really interesting how they've like re- they all really have uh motivations that are not mustache twirly. They re- they really all seem kind of internally consistent within the show even though um you know, they obviously will do horrible things. Like Nico's parent mother walked in, choked Graciela in the first episode, and it was just like completely, um, you know, com- without really even thinking about it. She was like, I- just let that woman die. Yep. Yep. Just no, uh, no fucks given about it, basically. Yeah. And they, she so, usually sort of could have said choke and then released her and then given her the uh, medicine or whatever that, or the, you know, the mind for giddy medicine. Yeah. Um, but she didn't. She just killed her. Just it's problem yeah. solved. She could have walked in and just been like, pass out. Yeah. Instead of choke to death. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, <laughs> so they're just, they're just kind of bad people in that they, they're kind of bad people by a lack of moral code. Like they just don't have the... They don't care about other people's motivations. Like, they don't care about other people at all. Their family is their family. And that makes yeah. for a compelling villain because you can understand where they're coming from, like wanting to protect their family, wanting to wanting to be curious about science, wanting to create cool technology, like uh, wanting to get out of a bad situation uh, that you grew up in. Like, all these are motivations that we can, like, uh, understand so we you know? as people can identify with yeah but they don't have that line in the sand of like i'm gonna stay good yeah it's more it's interesting to me that their kids do like why do their kids have those is it just like that's who we are and inher- i'm interested in what the tri- show is trying to say about sort of nature versus nurture yeah <laughs> or like the story <laughs> is trying to say uh, yeah, kids, kids have that uh, that inherent goodness, and they haven't been tainted yet by the world. That's that's what I'm going for. Yeah, but then if that if that's what we're going for, is are the events that are happening tainting our heroes? Yeah, I um, mean, we've Nico has the the darkest. Well, Nico arguably has the darkest background in her life. Like her her sister was killed. Her parents are terrible people, and you know she's. I, it, like, I don't want to say that it's like the show is trying to to go for like Wicca is bad, but like <laughs> she's a witch, you know, and she's arguably got the darkest background. I don't think they're going Wicca's bad, but I do think they're going to say something about the staff being bad. Yeah, it might be. It might be that whole like absolute power corrupts absolutely because she's the one that killed somebody willingly. <laughs> We, or her mom and dad were talking about the staff, and, and they said, uh, "Is she okay?" Talking about Nico, and then oh and yeah, her dad you saw said, what it did to you. You saw what it did to you, yeah. So th- we know the staff has negative effects on the person using it. Well, is it this? Is it the staff corrupting them, or is it having the power that is corrupting them? Like, sure, that's a fair question. Yeah, and you know that's that's always the question, right? Is is it power, or is it the corruptible nature of the person in power. Yeah. Absolute power corrupts. Absolutely. Right. Would Captain America be corrupted by the staff? Right. Uh, I don't know. That's a great question. Yeah. And uh, so, speaking of 
<laughs> I'm so aggravated by this show not acknowledging the rest of the MCU. It would have been so easy in what episode two when uh, Nico was like, "We have to train as a team. We have to practice as a team. Team, team, team." And when Carolina was like, "We're not superheroes. Like it could it would have been so simple for her to be like, "We're not the Avengers." Like, just that one little bit of acknowledgement would have just been like, there it is. Yep, they're in the universe. Yeah, that would have that would have been nice. I am absolutely with you. I just, I talked my, I talked so much that I talked myself into being pissed off at the show for a little bit. Yeah, um, that's true. I, I, I <laughs> See, I'm always looking for the bigger crossover stuff, because I would love to see them do bigger crossover stuff. Um, but... Yeah, it's frustrating that they won't even do the smaller stuff, which, in in its defense, we haven't been told that Runaways is in the MCU yet. <laughs> we know that Cloak and Dagger is, yeah. which is a similar show, but we don't know that Runaways is. Yeah, we know that Cloak and Dagger is, like, direct correlation Luke Cage to Cloak and Dagger. Yeah. You know, like, uh, anyway. You can easily collect connect uh, Cloak and Dagger to Luke Cage, Luke Cage to Daredevil, Daredevil to Avengers. <laughs> you're, the, you're, you're that always sunny meme right now. <laughs> I don't know the, like, I don't know the meme. Where he's standing in front of the board and like everything is tied in like with the red strings right, and everything. Okay. He's got the marker. He's like, come on. Yeah, definitely like a conspiracy theory uh, theory thing happening. But that's uh, yeah. it, it makes me sad that that's how tenuous these connections have to be. Um, that they can't just say, hey, uh, yeah, like you said, they could have easily said, we're not the Avengers. We can't stop this world ending threat. Da da da. Uh, or somebody call the Avengers or something, you know. But maybe yeah. that's it. Maybe that's it. That these kids don't want eat. the show doesn't want to acknowledge these other heroes because if something this big was going on, if there were earthquakes happening in California and they were obviously epicentered around this pride lo- pride dig site, then maybe someone like Tony Stark or you know so someone else from the MCU would be investigating this. Maybe, and it would. Be, but I mean. California has earthquakes. Sure, sure, but but you know, there's there's probably some Zelvig out there. Like these 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 earthquakes aren't right, you know. So <laughs> <laughs> these earthquakes are it's too calculated, too precise. Yeah, and that's not along a fault line or whatever. Like <laughs> the epicenter is not. This is not. I think proper... it is though. I think that's what they were saying is that it was like it was on the, the oh, blind fault. Yeah, that's true. That's why it will tear off California. Yeah, you know who we haven't talked about though. Who's that? Topher. No, we have not talked about Topher at all. Out of nowhere, Topher. Yeah, what did you think of Topher? He was not the Topher that I know. Uh, sorry. Do we were, do we know him from the comics or? Yeah. Okay. Comic book Topher is a vampire. Um. Oh, yeah. That's right. <laughs> um. So it's it's a little bit different. Yeah. To have him. That's that's right. I guess I didn't want to introduce uh, vampirism to this part of the universe, or like yeah. I guess to Marvel. <laughs> if they are in the MCU, uh, I guess they're saving that for Blade. Yeah, like we're we're sciency right now. The the staff may look like magic, but it's just advanced science that uh, that what Tina Minoru developed. Did she so develop it? We're not. I didn't think. I didn't think she that's, developed. That's the what staff. she said. She made it. Oh, 
Yeah, she like in the first season they were saying that she made it with, at the company, Weird. and it only responds to her. No, I didn't remember that. I thought it was like some sort of staff passed down or like she received from you know Doctor Strange's vault or whatever. <laughs> I mean, the staff of one, you know, is supposed to be, but it's whatever. Interesting. I didn't. I didn't remember that she said she developed it. See, that's weird because it just seems way too powerful to have developed it. And why would you develop a thing that you can only use the same thing once? Right. Like, you can't use the same spell, quote-unquote. And I, I really, honestly, I think it's just the command word. Because that's what it was in the comics. It was just that you couldn't use the same command word more than once. So she had to, like, come up with different ways of saying kind of the same thing. Right. Which I think is what they're saying here, too. Yeah, because she, she was like, spark. And then she was like, hot wire. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, and it happened. And then I noticed when she uh, when they were opening the pod, she was like, she didn't just say bend. She said, bend my will. Hmm. Or it might have been bend to my will. Interesting. But at that point, the metal bent, and they were able to pull it and open it. My headcanon for her creating her own staff is that, like, maybe she built some sort of technological boost for a a, a relic that maybe already existed. Like that's, that's my, that's my, yeah, it makes She's sense. She's interfacing yeah. with a relic. Yeah. Like there's a relic that has a spell on it that she can only use one, da, 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 da. But she built some sort of containment to like either lock it to her or, um, you know, something like that. That's my, that's my headcanon. <laughs> Cause I feel like it makes no sense to create create an, like something so powerful and then make, and give it such a, such a limitation that makes no sense. Yeah. It makes yeah. sense for the story. doesn't make sense for the, uh, for someone creating it. Hmm. Mm. Any other characters that you, uh, we, let's see, we've talked, uh, we, we haven't really talked about chase. I feel like chase, chase was kind of just Gert's boyfriend. This whole first half of the season, <laughs> <laughs> Um, the whole Chase and Gert storyline of Gert not having her meds and um, all of that was interesting. Uh, yeah, and it was very much focused on her and about her problems. And he he outright said it, you know, you're selfish. Your selfish storyline, you're selfish. Yeah, well, you know, like he, he finally stood up for himself because she was being such a jerk. And he finally stood up for himself and was like, listen, I have a voice too. And you don't just get to call my parents and force me into that awkward talk and situation. Like I, I liked it. I liked what he was what he was doing. Cause, yeah, I did too. You know, I really liked that he stood stood up for himself like that. She she needed to be stood up to. She did. She was kind of domineering the whole thing. It's it's tricky though because she's also going through a bunch of mental illness. Yeah, and he was he was giving her that. He was giving her that leeway. Like, yes, I understand that you're going through this. I will help you with it. But it's like she was so blind to him even being there to like being there for her. And, you know, understandably so because when you're having that kind of, you know, anxiety attack and breakdown, like you don't think that anybody else is is there for you. Everything is out to get you. And he was doing his absolute best to try to be there for her. And she just kept biting the hand, you know, like her jacket said, bite the hand that feeds. Mm. She just kind of kept spitting in his face. And he's like, listen, 
All right, this is not how it is. Yeah. So, yeah, it, he was he was just kind of stuck in the role of like just being her boyfriend. But I feel like with that talk and and with that you know that determination to to be kind of his own person, like as far as the story goes, he kind of established himself as like, no, I am a character. And then he got his X-ray goggles back, which we hadn't seen since like season one. Yeah. seems like, uh, seems like they just kind of let those drift into the background, which I guess X-ray goggles are not the most, uh, useful in a fighting situation. <laughs> so I guess it just mortal Kombat seems to like it a lot. Yeah, that's, that's true. That's true. <laughs> what do you think of Carolina this season so far? Carolina has been... She's been hit or miss for me, because like, I'm kind of pissed off at her for hiding that she's going to talk to Jonah, or for even going to talk to Jonah, because he's such a bad person, but she doesn't know that. So, like... Or rather, she doesn't know everything that he has done. She knows that he's a bad guy, because, you know... He was a dick at the end of the season one, but like she doesn't know the extent of it. So I, well, she I does know the really... biggest thing, which is that he's they've they've he has absorbed fifteen runaways, right? And he built this whole community to absorb fifteen runaways. Like this is yeah, that's pretty dark. Yeah, no, he he is a bad dude, um, and Carolina just kind of uh, well, that's the thing. It, I can kind of see Carolina go if she didn't have a connection with Nico or if she didn't have a connection to these other people um to to all of them really um would she just maybe go with him or like join him in saying that like oh people aren't important <laughs> like she still seems like she cares she she kind of has the same flaws as her parents she doesn't seem to be as worried about uh, the random destruction that her father has done, she seems more worried about her specific people uh, yeah. that she loves. And that's kind of, you know, that's a, that sort of could lead down a dark road. That's what her, exactly what her parents are doing. They're, they care about their people. They don't care about, you know, people. <laughs> <laughs> people as a whole, no. Yeah, so that's sort of scary. Uh, Carolina seems like she might be going, especially if she seems to be losing some of those connections. Like, obviously, her relationship with Nico is strained, if not over. And um, her relationship with her parents is probably pretty bad because her unknown relatives that they were talking about, how they were worth saving, the whole group of Pride just murdered all those people that they don't know, you know? That yeah. she thought of as her only connection to her past, to her like heredity or whatever, and who 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 and what she is. So yeah, I think it's mostly just that she wanted some answers, you know, as far as like where that half came from, so that she could kind of make a decision on her own rather than just being forced into like, oh, he's a bad guy. Yeah, Carolina seems to want her. Um, she she seems to want to do good, but for her people and she seems to want to have her people and it's, it's sort of a tragic story because the one of her people is her father who is a is a murderer and that's not out of her control he's such a bad guy <laughs> such a bad guy but it's out of her control that he's a bad guy and she just wants to know him and wants to understand herself through him uh it's 
I don't know. Carolina, Carolina to me is, is a little morally ambiguous herself. <laughs> Which they all said this, this episode, they're like, we don't know how we feel about this, this thing we did that is, we did a, we did a thing with our parents and I think Molly says we did a good thing with our parents and Nico says, was it good? Did we do a good thing? <laughs> like I, yeah. I'm not sure. Um, well, and Alex was saying like, just because they helped us do this one thing, doesn't negate the lifetime of shit that they've done. Like yeah. all the bad shit that they've done. Yeah. Mm. And yeah, and then Molly was like, we did a good thing because she wants so badly to be a superhero. Right. And then Alex just lost his uncle. And I thought it, that whole dynamic was really well done um, between he cared about his uncle. His uncle gets killed by his mom which his dad didn't know about, but then the dad cares about the mom enough that he doesn't throw her under the bus to Alex. Yeah. Which he easily could have said, son, that that was your mother. I didn't have anything to do with that. But like, like, your mom killed her, (laughs) killed him. That was not me. (laughs) Well, that's like, it just seems like it's just another, another tick in the, um, this show does a really good job of making full well-rounded characters, uh, particularly well-rounded villains because uh, it's like, it's, it's, it's like a good parenting strategy to not to like show a unified front to your children. Yeah. You know, like that's like, that's good parenting. He's like, he's like in that moment exercising good parenting and care for his wife, even though like, it means she murdered his best friend from you know his his life. Yeah, and it means his own son will view that as he murdered his uncle. Yeah. Like that's 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 some morally like interesting stuff going on there. Yeah, there's a lot of decisions in there where it's like I can get it, I can see it, but like you guys are still doing really bad shit. Yeah, and and I think. It's just, I think it's the single-mindedness. This show is a lot about single-mindedness. Like, you have one thing you want to do or get done, and above everything else, and then you, you, you don't care who you hurt to get that thing done. Yeah, for them, for the parents, at least. Yeah, definitely for the parents, uh, but, but, but even for Carolina, uh, it seems like they, they care about the one thing. It, it's just a, it's a, it's a good it's a good show. I like it. I like yeah. all, I like all the stuff going on in this. There's a lot of cool stuff. Anything we haven't talked about that you want to touch on? Um, I would like to know what a wavelength demerit is. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Uh, I, I love <laughs> Wilder's response to that. Yeah. I got I have I got no idea what you're talking demerit, about, but okay, that, that means nothing to me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we, we you know think one thing we haven't talked about at all is Molly. Yeah, I love Molly. I love Molly so much. She's one of my favorite parts of the show. Did you? Uh, they they finally like stuck a pin on her age. Oh, did they in the I show? Didn't hear it. Yeah, um, it was Carolina and Nico were talking, and Carolina was like, "Well, she's fourteen. You know how it was at that age." Okay, so was, she's supposed to be fourteen. And then and that makes more sense, but she's, it's weird. That's not, that doesn't work for me. She doesn't act right? 14. She does she not act 14. She acts eight, but looks 14. <laughs> uh, she looks like she's 20, but you know. Nah, I don't think she looks 20. I think she looks 
14, 15, 16. Uh, looks the same age as the other kids. <laughs> Actually, um, I went and looked at it because uh, you know I was kind of I was kind of curious to see like how old everybody actually is. Uh, Greg Sulkin, who is um, who is the actor who plays Chase, is actually like significantly older than the rest of his his cast. Oh yeah, mates. I can see that. How old is he? I think he was born in the mid early nineties. Let me find it real quick. Oh, that makes me feel so old. He was born ninety two. 1992, so he's 26. And then okay. the actress who plays Molly, Allegra Acosta, she was born in 2002. So he's a full 10 years older than her. Okay, cool. So she's she is actually 16. Gotcha. Well, my favorite thing for her this season was when they actually went and had her become a superhero. Or like a... <laughs> she, yeah, she pulled down her, her, her beanie. Yeah, she went out for some vigilante... Justice, I, I loved that. It just that endeared her to me more than anyone else. Yep, yep. It just seems like this show has this thesis of like the older you get, the worse you are. <laughs> it's like yep. Jonah's real old. He's like <laughs> he's ageless, and he's like uh, a real bad man. Yep. It's the longer like, you live, the more shitty you become. Yeah, the absolute power corrupting, and this is like just just. Life corrupts. Just everything corrupts. <laughs> everything you go through is going to corrupt you more and more. And, like, I don't think they're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we've seen, like, the Ancient One in the MCU. The Ancient One is yeah. really, really ambiguous, but very morally gray. Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, it tracks so far. Yeah, it's not a... It's not, it's not a bad thesis to try to explore. I like it a lot. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, I think that is about all for us on this first uh, half of Runaway Season 2. So we're going to let you go and uh, go and watch the rest of the season. I'm pretty excited about it. Um, hit us up at mcucast.com, at mcucast on Twitter, facebook.com slash mcucast, mcucast at gmail.com, or call us at 573-CAST-MCU to leave us a voicemail. We'll probably try to throw your uh, Runaways feedback at the on this next Runaways episode when we cover the last half of the season. So, uh, yeah, if you haven't seen all of Runaways yet, go check it out, and we'll be back with you uh, in about a week with more Runaways talk. Until next time, true believers.